Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This will be for Ezekiel chapter 33. I'm going to read the heading first. Watchmen who raise the warning voice save their own souls. Repentant sinners are saved. The righteous who turn to sin are doomed or damned. The Jews in Jerusalem are destroyed because of their sins. I guess they're doomed also, aren't they? Anyway, sorry. Verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman... If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and take not warning, if the, son, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. In this uh, chapter, it reiterates the teachings about the watchman found in Ezekiel chapter 3. President Kimball mentioned or explained the need to have a watchman. I am sure that Peter and James and Paul found it unpleasant business to constantly be calling people to repentance and warning them of dangers, but they, sites in, e- in ancient Egypt, continued unflinchingly. So we, your leaders, must be everlastingly at it. If young people do not understand, then the fault may be partly ours. But if we make the true way clear to them, or clear to you, then we are blameless. So I wish today to help define meanings of words and acts for you, young people, to fortify you against error, anguish, pain, and sorrow. So President Kimball was uh, trying to explain to the people, to, this was a BYU talk, uh, to make it clear what, uh, what was going on. Down to verse 5, He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman upon the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus, thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how shall we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way, and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? God is not happy that we die in our sins. He wants us to repent so that we can return unto him. Therefore, thou son of man, say unto the children of thy people, the righteous of the the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness, neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live if he must if he trust to his own righteousness and commit iniquity all his righteousness shall not be remembered but for his iniquity that he hath committed he shall die for it in other words if we've been righteous all our lives and then sin our righteousness that we had in the past will not save us 
Again, when I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die if he turn from his sin, and do that which is lawful and right. If the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. In other words, he's repented. None of his sins that he hath committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is awful, which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. So those that repent, their sins are forgotten. Yet the children of thy people say, The way of the Lord is not equal, or right, or just. But as for them, that are, their way is not equal. When the righteous turneth from his righteousness, and committeth iniquity, he shall even die thereby. But if the wicked turn from his wickedness, and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Ezekiel says that one's righteous deeds will not cancel out one's works of iniquity. If a sinner turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, however, his sins will not be mentioned on his account. Repentance is not to be procrastinated, nor is it to be trifled with every day, said Joseph Smith. Daily transgression and daily repentance, incomplete or insincere, is not that which is pleasing in the sight of God. In other words, you don't commit a sin and then repent and then do it again. You... Um, the, the idea here is to not repeat the same sins over and over again. Yeah, we're going to sin, but we don't want to repeat the same ones over again. That's just mockery to God. But the prophet also said, There is never a time when the Spirit is too old to approach God. All are within the reach of pardoning mercy who have not committed the unpardonable sin. President Kimball further commented on the need to provide restitution for sin, as noted in Ezekiel thirty-three fifteen, When one is humble in sorrow has unconditionally abandoned the evil, confessed to those assigned by the Lord, he should next restore insofar as possible that which was damaged. If he burglarized, he should return to the rightful owner that which was stolen. Perhaps one reason murder is unforgivable is that, having taken a life, the murderer cannot restore it. Restitution in full is not possible. However, the truly repentant soul will usually find things which can be done to restore to some extent. The true spirit of repentance demands this. Ezekiel also taught, a pleading sinner must also forgive all people of all offenses committed against himself. The Lord is under no obligation to forgive unless us unless our hearts are fully purged of all hate, bitterness, and accusations against all others. Verse 20, Yet ye say, The way of the Lord is not equal. O ye house of Israel, I will judge you, every one, after his ways. And it came to pass in the twelfth year of our captivity, in the tenth month, in the fifth day of the month, that one, of, that one that had escaped out of Jerusalem came unto me, saying, The city is smitten. Now the hand of the Lord was upon me in the evening, afore he that escaped came and had opened my mouth until he came to me in the morning, and my mouth was opened, and I was no more dumb. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, they that inhabit those wastes of the land of Israel speak, saying, Abraham was one, and he inherited the land, but we are many, the land is given us for inheritance. Wherefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Ye eat with the blood, and lift up your eyes toward your idols, and shed blood, and shall ye possess the land? Ye stand upon your sword, ye work abomination, and ye defile every one his neighbor's wife, and shall ye possess the land? So he's going through here a catalog of the sins of Israel, saying that they're not qualified to inherit Israel. Then down to 33, And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet hath been among them. The news did not take Ezekiel by surprise. God had already given him back his speech, as promised. By the time the messenger arrived, some texts have 11th year for 12, in verse 21, in which case the news takes the more likely time of six months to reach them. Those left behind in Judah, far from repenting, were busy annexing other people's property. And in Babylonia, the exiles who seemed to lap up Ezekiel's words 
came simply for entertainment. They neither believed them nor acted on them, a depressing state of affairs after all that had happened. It was unfortunate that the Jews in Babylonia did not appreciate at that time that a prophet had been among them. And anyway, that's out of the Institute Manual. And uh, that's the end for today. We'll see you next time. Bye.